Hello everyone, it's Adam from Ucropot 24 with my 11th episode of Meeting the 92. We're, we're getting into the journey now. We've had some cracking interviews so far and I've come to, I think it's, I think it is my, my first one of the promoted clubs. Uh, had a cracking season last season. Uh, one promotion back up to League One for the first time since 2002, I believe. I've come to one of the two historic university towns of England. I'm at Cambridge United, and I'm really honoured today to be sat with Sam Gomesall. Now, Sam is the Community Trust Manager for Cambridge United Community Trust. Uh, and for those of you who've listened to my podcasts in the past, you know that um, you know, I'm very passionate about the work of the Community Trust. And I'm looking forward to learning more about Cambridge's uh, approach today. Sam, thanks for joining me. How are you this morning? Well, thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, I hope everything's well over there. Gearing up for the new season. Well, as I said to you, it's, it's pretty rainy. Um, but yeah, we're we're gearing up for the new season and um, the squad's starting to take, take a bit of shape. So um, yeah, exciting times. Um, before we sort of crack on to it, how did, how did you get started working with the Community Trust? How long have you been involved with the club? So I've been involved with the club for four years mm-hmm. um, and I started um, actually through university um, football. So I went to Oxford University and played for the Oxford University side and every year they play against Cambridge University who just happened to be managed um, by the CEO of Cambridge United Football Club. Um, after <laughs> playing one one day, um, well, one day uh, when we were away in China on a tour, as you do, <laughs> um, oh, very nice. uh, <laughs> with the Cambridge University team and a few other mm-hmm. university teams in sort of a, a world university tournament, I got chatting to the CEO of the football club who said he had this opportunity to, um, to help the community trust. Um, and so I took it. Uh, absolutely that brilliant i mean it's it's interesting one for me uh, obviously the community trust it was established uh, 2005 if my wikipedia research was correct and that was like the year before cambridge were relegated from the non league in, into the non league and i know you've only been involved for the last sort of, uh, for the last four years with with them but was it was do you know if it was difficult for the club to keep the community side of it going whilst it was a you know a tier five in officially the semi-professional I know a lot of the clubs remain professional was it difficult to keep the community trust finance during that time yeah so the the football club as you said got got relegated around that time and there wasn't the um uh financial support from the from the football league that there was um in the previous years and which supported the academy and the youth development structures. So at the start, the Community Trust was a um, organisation which solely ran um, youth development football opportunities for for young people in the in the local area, particularly those that um, had um, a good level. Um, and then in 2010, the Community Trust became a registered charity. Mm. Um, again, continuing that kind of work, um, uh, but. As yeah, as you say, the the funding drops out or dropped out when you were um, not a football league club. Um, it started to change now. So some of the national league clubs 
um, now are getting support for their charities once they um, go out of the football league. But at the time, as you say, yeah, it was a um, a really difficult uh, challenge to to find um, money. And I think Jez, the the CEO at the time of the football club, um, I think went on quite a few walks and um, sponsored walks to try and um, solve that. Solve that. Um, brilliant. That's that, that's really good to. I mean, it's great to hear that the club persevered with it at that time because I I'm, I was having a look and you run some really excellent programs uh, that are supporting the needs of the local, you know, the local areas. Is it Abbey Farm where a lot of your your projects are run? If I'm if I'm right, can you just talk a little bit about some of the programs that the community trusts are doing? Yeah, so it's, it's Abbey Ward is, is what oh, we, would, we would call it. Um, and the the area is an area of, of real need. And people, when they think about Cambridge, I mean, you open this conversation up talking about the university towns. And, and that is so true. There is um, amazing wealth, amazing technology within Cambridge. Um, it's certainly one of the um, uh, most economically thriving towns um, or cities in the in the UK. But it's also... Um, got really high levels of inequality. I mean, if you grow up around the stadium, the life expectancy is 10 years less than if you grow up in another part of Cambridge. Wow. And one third of, one third of children in the, the Abbey Ward are growing up in poverty. Um, and, and that's something that we don't think is um, very good. And as you say, we, we run projects um, in the Abbey Ward, but also in those other disadvantaged areas of Cambridge um, to try and utilise sport and the power of that we know that Cambridge United has to make a real difference in in that way. Uh, so all credit to you. I'm right from right as well. I, it's just a personal favourite of mine. Uh, I was talking to Wigan Athletic about it just a couple of days ago. You got a walking football team, I see as well. If I if I'm right. Yeah. That- so that's what that'd be one of the projects we run in um, in the Abbey Ward to combat loneliness um, and improve physical well-being. So it's uh but over 50s it's football um but obviously it's it's solely walking and um yeah keeps keeps um those who love football but maybe can't keep on running all the time um it keeps them continuing playing uh i mean it's it's great to see that the the connection with the club can remain right the way you know as people get older there as well into into their older older periods of their life um well i was going to ask you there about uh, covid of course and um, obviously you know the, the whole of the world has been struggling and uh, we're recording this just after some news of restrictions being eased in the uk but how how have you know what have been the implications for the community trust over the last 12 months and how have you adapted to support support the needs of people during this period yeah so i mean i think it was um the 23rd of march the 16th of march or the 14th of march 2020 we were planning our community trust match day so that's one game a year where we um, showcase what the community trust does, all its disability, all our disability sport, all our wellbeing programs, all our education programs. Um, participants from those programs come to the game. Um, we get uh, lots of free tickets. We run different things on the pitch. Um, so that would be what we usually do. Um, and then the day before, um, the the game was cancelled. Um, so we went from that 
to then a week later opening up a community care line um, for those um, over the age of 60 in, in our local community and um, that they could ring up and uh, ask for help with any um, groceries, you know, walking the dog in those early, early stages. Um, and alongside that, we, we created a program called Here For Use, which provided practical, physical and emotional support for those in our local community. So that meant within the um, practical side, as I said, um, doing some of those groceries, but also going out and delivering 1,700 meals to local families um, who needed that bit of extra support. With regard to the physical sides, we ran over 100 um, online fitness sessions to keep people moving. Beautiful, um, beautiful. And to, yeah, um, and to keep people going. Um, and then on the emotional side, um, it would be things like uh, engaging with our participants in well-being phone calls. Um, so we we held over 1,300 phone calls with seniors in our local community. Mm -hmm. um, we also um, pivoted or, or moved our um, a lot of our sessions online to um, say, for example, we would run a run a afternoon tea, which we then took to Zoom, um, and that and that would be the um yeah the the way that we try to continue doing what we previously did but online yeah. or or virtually i mean it's great it's, i think it's a, you know it's a tremendous effort by by everyone involved to keep those connections during during this difficult uh, period and yeah my congratulations to all uh, do, i want to touch on some obviously you mentioned there that uh, sort of pre-lockdown you had your uh, sort of match day moment where you know uh, people come and you'd come and showcase everything from the community trust at the stadium now what's the stadium actually like these days i last visited abbey road back in the abbey stadium back in 2007 and it, it was one of, it, i remember it as a very old-fashioned stadium is it is it still the same or has, has it been tidied up a bit or what's it like yeah, it hasn't really got any newer. Um, no, it is. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair description. So I think it um, capacity is around eight point four, um, mm. and yeah, I think it's um, there's a lot of love for the stadium, but um, we're also aware that if we want to progress as a football club, um, we have to look and try and see if we can develop new um, uh, opportunities, um, and also. A stadium which is which is fit for modern catering, modern hospitality, mm. modern events and conferencing. Yeah, does it have any of that sort of corporate capabilities? I remember, the, I recall a nice stadium behind the, the one goal, the one goal, a nice new looking stadium there. But are there any sort of corporate facilities or anything like that there? Or yeah, that that nice new stand is is where we stick the away fans. So I'm not quite sure what happens there. Um, but um, usually they get the dingiest part of the stadium. They get our nicest stand. Um, oh. But they, yeah, no, I think there is that, that conferencing um, facilities. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it's very if you're a growing I, club, if you're if you're looking to progress in the in the football pyramids, um, you need to grow with that, um, and hopefully um, we can develop. Um, a stadium which has loads of community usage um, and there are plans to, to do so. Uh, 
Fingers crossed there, fingers crossed. I, I mean, I have to ask as well, obviously on those days where you've been at the stadium, the stadium with, with the trust, um, what was the atmosphere like? I, was it the, a noisy bunch of fans or are, are they a bit more uh, restrained, for want of a better word? I mean, there was a, so obviously you mentioned it earlier, we did get promoted this year. Um, and there was a there was a period um, in November or not November, uh, October, bef- where fans were allowed back. I don't know if mm-hmm. you saw this. There was a bit of period where fans were allowed back, um, you know, in socially distanced way, um, and we were having an unbelievable season, and we started losing <laughs> um, when fans were coming back. So I think there was a, a suggestion that maybe we should stay away. Um, but no, the yeah, the fans are the fans are great. I think um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're maybe not the most um, they're not renowned as being the noisiest, but um, yeah, there's I think there's a really good atmosphere at every stadium on, on a match day. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. I got after us. So, I mean, what's I was surprised when I read that Peterborough considered your local local rivals. I mean, how far is Peterborough from Cambridge? First of all. <laughs> it's probably yeah, fifty minutes. Um, so it's a big, yeah, decent distance. Are they yeah. your local? Are they your local rivals, or is somebody else it, or is it because you're in the same league, or how does that work? <laughs> I think um, yeah, that would just be historic and um, same sort of same county, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. It it is it's definitely a rival, but. But as you say, when there's when there's no one that near to you, if you look at the map, um, we'd be one of the most secluded um, football league clubs in the yeah in the in the pyramid. Uh, yeah, most definitely. How far? How many? How far sort of north of London are you? Um, well, I can tell you, we're about a forty-five minute train ride. But um, there, we, there we go. <laughs> Don't get more <laughs> accurate than that. Forty-five minutes. There, there we are. Because yeah. it, it really is sort of there in the. In just sort of north and a little bit to the east of London, there isn't it, Cambridge? It's 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 it's, it's a great town. It really is. Does the does the city uh, in Jard? It's a city, of course, isn't it? The city of Cambridge. Um, does it really support the club? You know, does the, you know? We were talking about the university and some of the you know the other sort of historic parts of the city. Does the city in general get behind the club or is the club sort of fighting on its own? Yeah, I think that's an interesting one. I think for years, um, the the football club sort of, I don't know, um, stuck its hands up and went, oh, why are we, why are we next to this, this university? Mm. No one's interested in football. And actually, the university can be a huge driver of, um, of fans, of... Um, of interest in the football club, and and we should be really proud that we're we're so close to such a world leading organisation. And um, when you look at from a community trust point of view, and the investment that comes in, and and the ways that we can link in with with the um, with the uh, with the university, I think there's there's huge benefits. AstraZeneca are the community sponsor of the of the football club. Um, mm. And ultimately, why are AstraZeneca in Cambridge? Well, they're in they're in Cambridge because it's a world leading um, centre of technology and science, and it's so close to the university. So, I think we've we've definitely had a 
a shift and this Saturday we opened our um, first um, club shop in the in the city centre so that should be oh, a really cool. fantastic um, way of, of us engaging with with our our city a little bit better as well. Uh, just out of curiosity as well this I mentioned the pub that probably not many of the listeners know about but obviously there is Cambridge City Football Club as well isn't there I mean are there, are there any sort of connections with the club? Is there a, a rivalry there or do you work sort of collaboratively, for want of a better word? Yeah, look, I I'll be honest, I don't think there's a real rivalry. Um, Cambridge City are in sort of step four of the non-league pyramid at the moment. I think there was a time when um, Cambridge City were at sort of step two. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a slightly different picture then. Um, but no, I don't think there's a particular rivalry and um, they've got a new stadium, a fantastic new stadium coming out in Sawston, which is um, yeah, probably about 15, 20 minutes outside of Cambridge, um, right. which, would be a, which would be a really great opportunity for them to um, make sure, well, yeah, develop a, a new fan base, but also embed themselves within that little, little community as well. Ah, okay. That's interesting. Interesting. And what the hopes, I mean, it's a new new division league one as we said earlier first time in sort of 15 16 years what's the hope for the team next season any any new players been signed obviously mark mark bonner's been confirmed as manager i believe for next season now he was caretaker last season now what the hopes going in league one looks like a great league to be to be in next year with some real giant clubs in there um you know what do you hope for cambridge I think it's just an exciting, exciting time to be involved in the football club in any capacity. Um, I mean, you mentioned it there, and the likes of Wigan, Charlton, Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich. That's something which which Cambridge United fans can really look forward to, and um, I think most Cambridge United fans are are looking forward to to, to the season and um, knowing that we've we're in a really good place with um, Mark Bonner as as manager, and, and most people I think are. Trusting him, um, given the the success of of last year and and how well we did, um, and the real, we played a really attractive um, style of football. So, yeah, all of that I think is is a real positive, and most fans are are really looking forward to the season. Now, I, I wish you, I wish you the best of luck for the season. Uh, it won't 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 be too far ahead as well. It's uh, it's getting yeah. closer every minute. <laughs> Um, for people who want to follow up, you know, a bit more on the sort of the Cambridge United story, where where are the best places in you know social media land and that to get the get the latest information? So on all social media, um, uh, the community trust is at CUC Trust, mm-hmm. um, and then for Cambridge United, um, it's at Cambridge United. Well, Cambridge UTD FC. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that. What programs are there? Any sort of new programs in the pipeline for for the trust as well next season? Yeah, we're really excited um, to to be launching or to be doing so much more in the in the seniors space. So um, running more health walks, running more um, dementia sports cafes, running more seniors afternoon teas. Um, we really want to continue the work that we've done over the past year, engaging with seniors, improving physical and mental well-being and 
combating loneliness in our local community and we're really delighted that we've got some um, funding to do that specifically and so it's a it's an exciting time and there'll be lots um, uh, lots of new activity within the community trust. Uh, that's great to hear well I have to say well congratulate again Sam on all the excellent work there as uh, a wise man said to me recently you know you know a football club should be you know at the heart of the community and the the community trust is the heartbeat and it, it seems like it's beating strong in, in Cambridge. So, yeah, my congratulations to everyone involved. Um, that's it for today, everyone. I've, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I say a big thank you to Sam for coming on and talking a, a bit about the excellent work in Cambridge. But till next time, I'm Adam, of course, at April 24. You can follow me across all the social medias. and Take care, stay safe and goodbye for now.